When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of Ladies Talking Leafs. Uh, we're mixing it up a bit today. I'm Syl and... I'm Chris. And yes, because I could not get out that part about Season 2, Episode 1. Sorry. <laughs> For some reason. <laughs> anyway, so I told Syl to do it. She did a great job. I'm giving her the thumbs up. And... Thank you. And we are actually... Gonna just start with congratulating our anniversary winner. Last month was our um, first anniversary of the podcast, and uh, we want to give a shout out to the contest winner, Laura. Uh, her Twitter handle is, uh, or sorry, I think it was Instagram. Instagram handle <laughs> was at uh, Music Chick Art, and uh, she chose a fifty dollars Amazon gift card. So, woohoo! She was really excited. It was great. And um, congratulations, yeah, Laura. Congratulations, Laura. So now we're into season two. But, and uh, yeah, yes. And it's kind of good timing. And uh, we always thought we would time our seasons with the with the with the NHL seasons. Now, this is not actually going according to how we normally would be. But right now we should be on the eve of the start of the season but that is not happening but at the same time we are um into what would be the what's leading up to the next season so without any further ado let's uh, let's congratulate um the Tampa Bay Lightning on their Stanley Cup win uh, that officially closes the last season yeah, yeah and now that the playoffs are over um what are a couple of things that you remember the most from this season that um, this season and uh, the Stanley Cup tournament uh, as it unfolded? I actually, what I were actually the highlights have for three you? Things they weren't really highlights because nothing a highlight. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing's a highlight once the Leafs are out. But um, yeah, that's true. What first of all, actually, I can't believe Kevin Bieksa on the Sportsnet panel. Mm-hmm. That one of like mm-hmm. I never thought that I would actually like his analysis but he actually brought something different mm-hmm. to um to the i guess panel there on sportsnet or hockey Night in canada so yeah i i yeah. agree with you 100 yeah, so, um i definitely like that and the other thing i thought was it was kind of funny though was the um was the hype about seeing the players in their um like whatever they were wearing kind of thing when they came in it seems like that just fell off mm. the map like once the leafs were out like, I mean, nobody really mentioned it, but don't you remember how everybody was going crazy about it? Yeah, going yeah. into it. Yeah, it's the about whole the thing, style and, you know, who's going to show, yeah. yeah, who's going to show their own personal style and, and all that, yeah. It seemed like come the second round, whatever, like nobody nobody mentioned that again. And no, and it wasn't shown like too much. Anyways, I thought that was kind of funny. That's I just true. I thought that it was kind of strange. And then the third thing, I actually... Um, 
just, uh, I think it was a couple of days ago, Luke Shen winning the um, Stanley Cup with Tampa. So he was drafted mm-hmm. by the Leafs way back on, uh, in the, uh, actually I didn't, I didn't write down the year. Oh my God. I wanted to be better with uh, stats and stuff like that. Anyways, I know he was drafted fifth <laughs> overall by the Leafs. And, um, and yeah, so he had an interview and he's finally won the cup. He's 30 years old now. And um, yeah, I, I just, li- I, I liked seeing him finally get the, the big win. And what about you? Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. Um, you know what? I actually, in my mind, sadly has already moved on from this as as soon as the Leafs were out. I don't think I retained anything as far as anything that exciting. You know what? One of the things that I liked, and this is kind of a bit of a, I don't know if this is going to be a shout out to Sportsnet or not, but I liked their contest to tell you the truth. And I actually think this is something that they were playing with uh, their intermission prediction contest. I think this is kind of this, the way the league is is testing out these things these so like part part of it might be some of like the the in-game betting is i guess going to be coming to the NHL eventually but this was a little bit of that and it actually was fun and i really looked forward to it and honestly i think i was more engaged in in the playoffs going forward than i might have been uh, because I was like looking forward to getting my points for that contest. So that's kind of a weird, weird kind of roundabout <laughs> thing that doesn't have to do with the games necessarily. But I, this is part of, I think, uh, some of the entertainment uh, type things that are going to be coming to NHL broadcasts in the future. And I kind of think they were sort of testing that out, playing with it. And of course, who got you and, into um, that contest? So that was sort of fun. You did. <laughs> You did. And I'm so glad that you did because I was like, eh, you know, I don't know if I really want. But then once I did, I was like, I became addicted to this game. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, um, and other than that, um, I don't know. I uh, There's oh. nothing else that really leaps out to me other than those three things that you said. Like, I agree with you yeah. on those. So, yeah. yeah. Well, we might as well get into the what we're going to talk about then. Yeah, that's right. So. The What we're going to talk about today, obviously, we're going to be talking about the draft. We are, in fact, recording this mere moments after Kyle Dubas made uh, our pick uh, at number 15. And um, we're going to also get into a bit of a Leaf update. Uh, free agency coming up on Friday. So this is a big week for our Leafs. And also some exciting news about the podcast and where we are going with it. So without further ado, let's get on with our show. Hey, it's the draft, the NHL draft 2020. (laughs) And I know I was excited for it. Um, Although it is kind of sad too, because it's kind of weird actually, because now we have the draft, but really it should be the home opener kind of Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's October 6th. But um, anyhow, at least we have something to talk about for hockey this week. We're definitely going to get it all in, but let's get to the draft here. Uh, we need to, first of all, congratulate the number one pick overall that went to the Rangers, uh, Alexi Lafreniere, which I think everybody knew. Um, mm-hmm. And the Leafs in this draft have a total of 11 picks. And I actually thought they were going to trade the 15th overall pick, but they 
didn't. Um, they went with this kid, Rodion Amirov, Amirov from Russia. And I have to say, I did not think that I had no information on this kid about half an hour ago. Um, but uh, we quickly, I quickly went through Twitter and everything else. And um, when I saw that um, there was some comparison to Jake DeBrusque, and mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, I'd be okay with that if that's what he turns out to be, because mm -hmm. that's a in-your-face winger. But um, Another uh, comparison that I've seen is Marner Light. So he's, well, that's kind of different than Jake yeah, Debrus. That's totally different. But um, it is. But he's yeah. so I think he kind of combines um, a little bit of both. So he's got he's pretty highly skilled. He's a really good skater. Uh, but he he's got a little net. bit I, of an edge in that. Yeah, a like, net game. Yeah, yeah, the net game. So so that's good. I mean, but I guess they say that he's about three years away, um, possibly two three years away. Yes. Uh, it'll be nice because. Um, It'll be nice to see the player say something, like because he wasn't actually there on the TV like all the other kids. They, um, like when they got their name announced by the team, like they were there on TV and you could see the reaction. But this guy being in Russia, he's playing in the KHL. Who knows? He, he, um, he's probably maybe sleeping <laughs> right now, depending on the time. <laughs> he has a game tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. So it was kind of surprising pick. I don't know. I had um, I was we, me and Syl were talking about it before we came on the on the podcast. But I mean, I was thinking that they were going to pick the D men, like either that Braden Schneider or or the Caden Goulet. I mean, they were both available at number fifteen. Um, yeah, so it was interesting that they went with the left winger. But then there's this. Uh, we've talked about him before, Jim Paliafito. Mm -hmm. um, and he, I think uh, Mike Fuda was saying going that before they had to cut him off for making the pick, he was going <laughs> yeah. on and on about how this guy is like the European scout par excellence and that if, yeah. and he can pick up the, all the diamonds in the rough and he tends to find these guys. So, yeah. um, yeah, I gotta, I gotta trust that. You know, yeah. So if it's if all about gave... picking, I think the best person available, and really, that's right around where he would he lined up, right? Yeah. So, so if if he gave that feedback to the staff, like to Kyle Dubas and the staff here, yeah. to say that if this player is available, like to take him in in that order, then yeah, they had to they go with it, sort of thing, and they did. Um, so it'd be interesting to know a little bit more about his. Um, like uh, character makeup because yeah. I think they put quite a lot of emphasis on that and um, the hockey IQ, like just, you know, intelligence and hockey intelligence as well as skill. So I'm sure that we're going to learn a lot more about him in the few weeks to come. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. There's already on Twitter, TSN already has, um, well, I mean about the player himself, but not, I guess mm -hmm. his character, that sort of thing. I'm sure we'll mm -hmm. see it. Unless of course, who knows? There might be a lot of trades going on. You never know. He might not. Uh, he might be packaged part of something else. Who knows? Right? Like, yeah. Who knows? With free agency mm -hmm. coming up on Friday and and even beyond that. So um, yeah, but um, it's exciting, anyways, that uh, he got chosen. What did you What did you think of the format for the virtual format? Um, I actually think that they did a pretty decent job uh, of it. I I thought it was kind of weird that. 
for the first picks, they already they had their jerseys there. Like I know for the rest of them, they basically sent all the hats from all the teams to all the players. Right. Um, but but I you know I don't know it just kind of takes a little bit away from from it for me because it's like obviously they already knew kind of thing. Yeah, um, I like because the, the jerseys there or somebody knew in the household because <laughs> it was there. I like the one that was funny with the delays, like when they were, yeah, you know, you, you tell me <laughs> so, not, especially the European yes. ones. Yeah. Like it was mm-hmm. funny because Sale sometimes tells me because her delay on her TV, like if the Leafs are scoring or whatever, and somehow my TV is quicker yeah, than hers. So, well, because you have cable and I don't have cable, so oh. I'm always streaming. So if you're oh, streaming, the then there's that, okay. you got the digital delay. Yeah. 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 So, anyways, this so, was, but these were like big delays. I don't know. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. on this uh, on <laughs> this virtual craft. There. They're just sitting there. Uh, <laughs> the, my favorite part, though, I have to say, and also congratulate, was uh, for Quentin Byfield. I right. thought yes. that was incredible, and yeah. uh, that was like a history-making moment. I think, yeah. and him going to LA, I think that is actually the perfect market for yeah. him to be in. Yeah. And uh, so I was super, super psyched yeah. and happy about that. Yeah, he so. was, he's the And that celebration drafted. was great. Yeah, he's the highest too, drafted so. uh, black, like, black player in the NHL. Yeah. Yep. Ever. So, drafted, so that's so. a historical moment for sure. Yeah, yeah so that's So that's that was great. exciting. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to this, like, we obviously have, you know, we only had one pick in the first round, thanks to... Uh, Dubis is maneuvering or we wouldn't have even had that. Um, and we, we do have, uh, quite a few. He has quietly amassed 11 more picks in this draft. So most of them are lower round picks, but we've already discussed how, you know, the scouts, um, are pretty good at, at finding these lower round players. And we've seen, uh, from the, you know, even what's happened in the current Stanley cup as well, um, how lower round draft picks, if you pick right, can make a huge, huge difference. So in the second round, we have um, uh, for the 44th overall pick. We got a bunch of uh, other late round picks. So we have a fourth, a fifth. We have three picks in the sixth round and three picks in the seventh round. So these later round picks are obviously going to be huge to towards building our depth because you know, we've got a lot of people graduating likely to the big club, and that's going to basically limit how many people yeah. we are able to be developing. Yeah. So, um, so some examples, basically, that's for yeah. sure, is always. But yeah, give the examples uh, a couple. Of so some examples of some later round picks are uh, somebody who just retired, Hendrick, Hendrick, or actually not retired, but is not going to be back with the Rangers. Hendrick Lundquist, he's uh, picked a 2005, two, how do you even say that? 2005th yeah, no, in the 2000th draft. He was 205th. Oh yeah, two, 2000. <laughs> 250. You're getting mixed up with the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the year 2000 draft. Excuse her. Um, <laughs> yes, it's, it's, it's a little late for us. <laughs> <It> yeah. <is. laughs> um, he's, he's a Vesna winner and cup finalist. We have Dougie, who was uh, picked 134th in the 1982 draft by St. Louis. Uh, and just recently in this cup final, the captain of Dallas Stars, Jamie Ben, was picked 129th overall in 2007. And there are 
many, many, many more examples oh, yeah. that we could have chosen. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, there's Zeta- so anyway, Zetterberg and Datsuk are the other two that are yes, like highly known that are were picked mm-hmm. in the later rounds. But it was interesting because I, I saw a note saying how since Mark Hunter left the organization, that we're we're picking more European players in the later mm-hmm. rounds as opposed to when when he was with us. Um, and I guess the examples of the late round picks for us recently are Janssen and Engvall. And right. then um, we had the, in the sixth round, we chose uh, Connor Brown and Uncle Leo Komarov. Mm-hmm. Um, they came in the, the uh, actually Komarov was picked in the, in the seventh round. So um, yeah, so I think, no, sorry, I got this all mixed up. Oh my God, it's late. Um, <laughs> Janssen and Engvall were both picked in the seventh round. Okay, and mm-hmm. then in the sixth round, it was Connor Brown and Leo Komarov. We'll get this right. Mm-hmm. My God. All right. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, we've done pretty well in the late round picks. Um, with Yeah, and actually, guys. there's there's a few young guys that are coming up right now that are, um, you know, three of our probably top um, prospects that, that Bruzy uh abramov these yeah. are all guys that were picked in later rounds that are probably going to yeah. eventually crack the lineup so yeah uh, so a couple of well, the ones well thought of so yeah a couple of the ones that i wrote down for this draft that i that i thought might um work out would um one that was interesting i actually learned a little bit about the swedish hockey league they actually have two leagues over there they have the swedish mm-hmm. hockey league and then they have a that's um, like their tier top tier tier league. Yeah, and then they have the sweet. It's the Super Elite League, mm-hmm. and um, the Swedish Super Elite League. And uh, there's this a, a forward, a center, Elliot Ekmark. Um, he's a center, five foot nine. Um, apparently, he's like more of like a, a he's good with his stick or active with his stick, so good on the PK, I guess. And um, he's pretty fast, good shot. And so that's one guy they have in the later rounds, like to say like maybe fifth or sixth. And then, and, and then another guy that plays in the Swedish hockey league is uh, Alexander Lundkrantz. <laughs> if I can pronounce that. Um, he's a left winger, a playmaker, but can drive the net. Um, and he does dirty work along the boards, that sort of thing. So, so yeah, those were two players that I saw, and then the last one I saw was Michael Benning, who is actually the um, the brother of Matt Benning, who plays on Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and he's compared not to say that he is, but obviously because he's supposed to be picked in the later rounds, um, he's compared to like Kale McCarr. They yeah. said uh, so. If he's still available, well, it's like this is the thing. Like you're you're looking at some of these guys that maybe aren't quite ready to make the jump but that doesn't mean that it they can't be a little bit more of a late bloomer and with the right development like this is the whole thing like for later rounds there's always there's going to be something that is not quite right with their game so this is where you kind of have to match them up with uh your organization and what your organization is good at in development and then that's kind of how you find a fit so like if for example we've got decent skating development here so if somebody's maybe skating is not rated quite as high 
you know, that could be some way that we could develop that player. Like, I yeah. think that they're yeah. really going to be looking this for the later rounds of guys that have either had some adversity, um, have a chip on their shoulder where, you know, they really have that self-belief. Like, that's one thing that I remember somebody interviewed uh, Engvall, and that's one of the things that he said that he always yes. believed yeah. that he would make yeah. it. So. They're looking for guys that have confidence. Maybe they still have, you know, they have a lot of tools, but that fifth tool is not quite there. And, you know, the Leafs will be like looking at, okay, is this, is this a, a fit for us? Can we, can we develop this player? I mean, as far as that goes, like I believe in our organization for that because they've got so many resources with regards to that, that, you know, like even if like somebody like, has maybe uh, a lot more injuries like our training staff is really good and right. has shown that they can keep people on the ice a little bit more you know yeah. than you yeah. know they so got it's just different things like that yeah and then they i mean they gotta somehow they gotta address the d though the defense like uh, for the depth of the of the mm -hmm. defense they gotta i mean marinchin well for sure marinchin and uh Lil I'm not sure about Lilligren either now. Um, I don't know. <laughs> like we need to, we need to have some studs there that right. are developing. We need uh, on on the blue line. Well, like, so we gotta... far, um, Dubas has pretty much picked fifty fifty forwards uh, versus D in his draft picks up to now. Yeah. So, are you saying then that you would prefer that he pick more D? Then forwards for this draft, then? Well, I or guess, do you still I mean, want all... him to be doing like 50-50? Well, the bottom line, I, I agree with what everybody else says too, is that you take the best player that's yeah. available at that point. So if it happens to be right. a forward and it's a clear difference between the defensemen, then yeah, you definitely take the forward. But I'm just saying if there is a close <laughs> comparable mm, there to mm -hmm. say for development take the defenseman because I think we're in need of that. Like it's just, uh, then you go for the need in my opinion, but, um, I don't know. They, I mean, these players are listed, who knows, they might not even, they'll probably not even be available or maybe they'll even go late, drop down farther or some of them don't even get drafted. Right. So, um, mm -hmm. they'll go again, uh, in another year, but, um, they're, they're the possibilities anyway. So we'll see what, what goes and uh i mean there's this whole week is gonna be a lot of movement i think anyways um when it yeah comes. and actually i, I kind of wonder if the montreal making that deal today sending domi yeah. to columbus for anderson if that's kind of like i thought maybe the floodgates would already have opened and i was actually yeah. surprised that we did not see anything happen during the draft based on that but i wonder if tomorrow all uh, hell will break loose and, and chaos will reign. One can only hope. Yeah. Right? Yeah. For fans and for us. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So let's move along now. Let's uh, get to our leaf update. So uh, the very first point to discuss, I think we can both say that we're very happy that Jason Spezza will again be in the fold for this year. He signs for another year at the league minimum uh, 700,000. So what do you think of that? Yeah, yeah no, I, I think it's great. I think, I mean, it's, 
I like him. He's a veteran player. We need we need yeah. more of those, let's say, right? And Definitely. now that um like To me it's like he's like a player assistant coach. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. And I know like uh, I as as he was, uh, I was as it was being announced to say that he resigned. I just, I actually thought of you because I thought mm-hmm. about the last podcast. You were like, you were saying how you were torn, like whether or not they should sign him or this, or are they going to sign him? And all. but mm-hmm. um, yeah, then I I heard a couple of his interviews on uh, on Sportsnet TSN, and uh, mm-hmm. and I mean the guy's. Good I mean in- his head and the heart is it, are in the right place. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Sorry. He's he's good in the room. He wants to win. We need the veteran presence, and he said, like he said, he has unfinished business. So to me, that's good mm-hmm. um, to yeah. say that, and yeah, that's a good thing to have in that room. Yeah, if your old guy is hungry, that's a good thing. Well, yeah, and he was fighting too, sort of thing in the against, yeah. uh, and he he did that with Dallas as well. Like he's showing he's showing that he wants to win, and he's not even supposed to do that. Obviously, he's not even known for that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so it's uh, it, I think it's good. I I think it's definitely good. But um, yeah, and then we also mm-hmm. had the assistant coach hirings, which were both very interesting, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of uh, Manny Malhotra? I guess well, was the first one. I've actually heard like really great things of him as a coach. So he is a former assistant with Vancouver, and he's replacing Paul McFarland, I guess. Um, He's going to, I think he actually was a former um, uh, teammate of Sheldon Keefe's at one point. And so he will, he will be joining him and David, Dave Haxtell behind the bench. Um, Yeah, I actually think that this guy has a lot of um, promise, but also um, I think he's a guy that the, the players are going to listen to. I actually think that's part of the reason they hired him. He's a former player. He's yeah. very well regarded. Uh, just some of the things that I've heard him talk about and say, I actually think that is part of the reason why they went out and got him because uh, they think that kind of like how Kirk Muller is a little bit like this too with Montreal that he kind of has a lot of respect in the room, but he also is there for motivation. He's he can motivate and you know kind of be right in the trenches with the players a little bit, which I think is is kind of what he's going to be doing. Yeah, so yeah, because he's a his career actually was sixteen years. I didn't know he actually mm-hmm. lasted that long. He's been yeah. in the league a long time, and he was actually one of the best at taking faceoffs. So for me, yeah. and that's what he worked with uh, with Bo Horvat on Vancouver. He was yeah. working on the draw with him constantly, like mm-hmm. and, and giving him tips all the time to say like where he can maybe get an edge here or there, sort of thing when taking the draw. So I really am looking forward to that part of him uh, yeah. helping us out there, and um, and his and as far as. As, as a diversity hire, I think yeah. it's awesome too, because yeah. being, you know, from, uh, he's from here, he's a South Asian descent player. That's, I, I've seen a lot of, of um, things on Twitter, people who are, you know, from the South Asian community that are super proud and happy that the Leafs hired this, this yeah. person. So that's, mm-hmm. I think, awesome too. So yeah, because he's definitely, um, I guess they're saying that he, 
he is projecting to to become a head coach, basically, right? Mm-hmm. The trajectory for him is to become a head coach, and he would be the first uh, the first person of uh, South Asian background mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. So that would be a, a huge uh, achievement. So, but um, but yeah, so he's the one assistant coach that we hired, and um, and then we have Paul McLean. And I have to say that the first thing I thought, are we going to get that person? Um, behind the bench, the twin of Paul McLean, you know, that guy that looks exactly like him that used to sit behind the, oh uh, yeah, remember that it was like, it was like an exact lookalike of him. Anyways, that's immediately what I thought of, <laughs> right? Which technically I shouldn't, I shouldn't really think of that, but, um, but cause he was the former, any former NHL coach with the senators. And, uh, most recently I had no idea about this, but he was an assistant with Columbus. So he basically, mm-hmm. He basically beat us in the uh, in the qualifying round this uh, this uh, last season. So um, yeah, so he's going to be upstairs uh, as the eye in the sky, as they say, and mm-hmm. um, he's going to be uh, analyzing the games from up top, and then he's going to be working with the players during practice on and off the ice um, to give them tips, I guess, from what he sees uh, from the press box when he's watching them. Yeah, that's, there. I think that's really important to have somebody that is part of the crew with that vantage point, because as we know from where we sometimes sit in, uh, <laughs> in the Scotiabank arena, uh, getting the vantage point from up high, sometimes uh, you can see the whole game and you can see things develop and things happening that um, you don't always notice when you're right down there where the, where the speed is uh, is just as much more apparent and you're, you know, it's like what's in front of you is what you see the most, right? So yeah, um, yeah sometimes yeah. having that vantage point, I think is, is a helpful different perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And he's a Stanley Cup winner, winner as well with uh, with Mike Babcock uh, behind yep. the bench as an assistant in uh, with Detroit in 2008. So he has that. I hope um, he's not a mole for Babcock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, I don't know. Did Babcock you hear? Will be in the league this year. But did you hear too? Anyway. I, as soon as I heard the name Abdelkader's available, he was bought out by Detroit today, and I was thought, <laughs> yeah, no. I know. I thought, thank goodness, actually that that. That Babcock's not our coach or he'd be on our team probably. For sure. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. 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 But, um, but yeah. So next, I guess, uh, we're, this is going to lead right into, um, we're going heading into the free agent frenzy like we were talking about. Yeah. So, um, yeah, what do you expect to happen going forward from there? Well, um, I don't know. There's, I mean, there's so many possibilities, just crazy. So, I I looked up we so now we've gotten rid of possi- well most likely we've gotten rid of Cody CC and Tyson Berry. So that's mm-hmm. Cody CC was 42 4.2 million Tyson Berry is 2.7 million. Um so that gives us that I guess 6 million of 6 or 7 million anyways of of the cap space that is gone or will be gone. Although they say that CC might circle back or something to us which I hope not but I don't know. Please God, um, no. It depends. Um, but again, you need depth on defense, like you saw with Tampa, like what That's they needed, true. right, in the playoffs. So, um, And uh, under Keefe, he was playing much more into his own game as yeah. opposed to yeah. trying I mean, to do too much for the most part. If he's used in the right way, yeah. like if, if he's he doesn't down have the to play pairing, top line limits yeah. minutes, then it's not so bad, I guess. Yeah, no more. I mean, with- I would say he's better than Marinson. 
Yeah. Or are they, yes. you know? I would say so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I would yeah. say definitely he's no more with Morgan Riley. Like that cannot be the case. No. But, and he's not going to, and he can't make 4.5 million either. He's going to be signing for two. Right. Yeah. If he does. <laughs> And yeah. I would hope that is after all other options have been exhausted. Oh, yes, for sure. It can't be like now. It can't be like on Friday sort of thing. We cannot yeah, be no, signing him. Yeah, no, that would just be like... No, no, because we also... Actually, it's interesting because tomorrow, actually, Wednesday at uh, 5 p.m. is the RFA qualifying offer deadline. Yeah. And um, so that's where uh, Mikheyev and Dermot come in, too. So we are... Mm-hmm. We, I know Dubis said yesterday in his availability that he's going to be waiting until the last possible moment, I guess, to to give the qualifying offers. Um, to right. And I think some of these guys have arbitration rights also. Yeah, McKay so, does, I think. Yeah. I yeah. think Dermot does also, too. So um, if that's the case, then they, they could go that route with them. Um, yeah, but... I don't know. Both of these guys, we've talked about it before. They both have questions. Like Dermot did not have a good year last year, and yeah. Mikheyev with that injury. So to me, they should be oh, taking. Yeah. They should be taking well, the bridge deal, and especially in these COVID times, with there's not a lot of money floating around. So take what you can get. Well, sort the, of thing. <laughs> the other thing is, is we also have um, Freddie Gauthier and that Evan Evan Rodriguez guy. Yeah. Um, that they may not qualify at all, and that's actually going to be probably a trend throughout the league that there'll be a lot of lot of RFAs that are just kind of let go to enter uh, the free agent market. Yeah. So yeah. that actually is going to, you know, give that more of a secondary tier of players that are also available on Friday. So I, I have a feeling that's going to be there's going to be quite a lot of players that are kind of hung out to dry that way a little bit because of this. Yeah. Those are the guys that are going to, that are going to be um, surprisingly entering the UFA market that way. Yeah. What are you thinking about this Petrangelo situation? I'm not, I'm not for it Hmm. um, to, to get him. I, I just think it's, it's too much to, to put into like, I mean, we have the four players at the high salaries and to give this guy's are he's 30 years old already. And to give Mm -hmm. him, I mean, I don't think his heart is here either. Like he's from here, but I just don't think he want he he doesn't want to play here. So why? Well, I don't know if we can speak to his heart. Like for, for what I've been hearing from people that are so called in quotes friends of his, mm-hmm. he wants to play here. So oh, really, oh, I haven't heard anything yeah. like that. I haven't heard oh, to I've say heard that a he ton doesn't of stuff but... like that. Oh, really? I've heard a ton of stuff like that. I think if it wasn't for his wife being from there. In That's a heartbeat, the he women. would be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your dad always oh, said so, it. <laughs> that's right. It's a happy wife, happy life thing. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I, I don't I don't think that you can actually say that you. we don't know if, that his heart would be here. Um, well, I don't know. He I, has a lot on his plate, that's for sure, with the young family and everything. Um, yeah. For sure, this organization, if they did go that way, would do everything in their power to make things so easy for them. But um, I don't know, like if put it this way, I 
if we got him, am I saying, am I thinking, yes, definitely go for it. We have to get him at all costs. No, I'm not thinking that. But then they better find two other guys for that same money that are going to make a, a big impact for our team. Well, if we sure. did get yeah. him, yeah. would I hate it? No, because he's going to make us better. And yeah, he's, no, I'm not, he's probably I mean, going to make an immediate impact on our yeah. team for the better. Yeah. Somebody no. for Morgan Riley to play with. Yeah. Um, yeah, I honestly, That's for sure, but I don't know long term though with the, I mean, he is 30, but I mean, I suppose if, if within a couple of years we win the cup with, because of making that move yeah. and getting it, then I'm fine with that sort of thing. Right. But I don't, there's no guarantee, obviously, but I was looking at the other possibilities to say, like you were saying, instead to get like two defensemen, let's yeah. say for, instead of just the, the one. Some of the names that I was looking through the uh, through the UFA lists uh, that are coming up are that um, Travis Hamanick that plays on uh, yeah. on Calgary. Although I don't think I don't think he wants to come to East. But anyways, I don't know. Was, I don't think so either because I remember how he wanted island, to get out yeah. of the Rangers so or, or uh, New York so yeah. badly to uh, to, go to get out west to be nearer his family. So but then when it comes to this t- with this environment you may not have a choice either right like mm-hmm. when it's the this time anyways the other guy we talked about a while ago was uh brandon montour who's an rfa actually with um mm-hmm. with buffalo now he's only 26 and he's a right-hand defenseman as well so he would be really good if we could manage to depending on what i don't even know if buffalo will qualify him like by tomorrow i haven't even heard the other guy i thought that was well i know this other dylan Demello. He's on. Yeah, uh, he's on Winnipeg. That's I've who heard. I was just going to mention. Yeah, he he's definitely be talked about quite a bit. Yeah, and then the other guy that I didn't realize that he was a unrestricted free agent is Trevor Van Riensdyk on Carolina. Yes, I know, and I've heard him linked to us too a little bit too. Oh yeah, so I that would be interesting him. if we had a TVR yeah, instead of the, the JVR. JVR. <laughs> and um, but and then, we've talked before about Josh Manson. Uh, yes, Manson too. Yeah. And yeah. that's another but one that's that a trade. I think that would be, be a trade. That would be a trade, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then the wild card one, which I looked at his age and I thought, oh, wow, he's already 35, is Dustin Bufflin. Yeah, but he, I've already heard he's not going to play this year. Oh, he's yeah. oh, okay, yeah. For this year, that, he's not yeah. playing. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, those are the, out of, I don't know, I looked through like 500 players, I think, on the mm-hmm. uh, on the NHL uh, website that are UFAs and RFAs. Those are the ones that I picked out. Um, so and- we're talking D there, but what do you think of the whole Wayne Simmons uh, angle yeah, that, that and him saying or, or it being implied that he would take $1 million to play here? Oh, did he say that? I heard, yeah, I heard that today. Oh, that's great then. I'm mm-hmm. happy with that. Oh, I think he'd be fat as long as he doesn't. Yeah, he would take a hometown wow. discount okay. to play here, but he would probably want more than one year. So it would be two or three years. Yeah, well, he's only. Th- but I know that Montreal's also going after him too. So he doesn't want to go to the Habs. He's from Scarborough. He's a hometown boy. He's from here. <laughs> There's no way that he'd yeah. go to the Habs if he had. It doesn't matter even if, if the Habs give him like an extra. 500,000 he'll still come here but yeah he's from Scarborough he's from here he's 32 years old Buffalo Buffalo is still in the mix though for him as well but he did say he said also that he feels better right now than he has in several years so he's feeling fully healthy 
Yeah, I heard. And again, I go back to our training staff and stuff like we got the corner covered on that kind of stuff. So yeah, no, I'd be happy to to get him and he'd be put in a spot too, where like he could be Mm -hmm. on the third line, let's say, or or bottom fourth line yeah bottom Mm -hmm. six basically and yeah and when we need that net front presence who knows maybe he can come on the power play and um yeah and and put his he's a big body in front of the net so yeah i'm totally fine with that because i guess kyle clifford decided to uh not accept our offer we were offering just over a million i think it was 1.2 million or something right but i think that they could circle back also there that's there's potential for that. I think he just wants to see if he could get more somewhere else. And yeah. with this flat, with this flat cap, he may not. Yeah. You know? So yeah, it's all about, I guess, exploring. And then, you know, hopefully he's not left out in the cold. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Other than that, I mean, it looks as though he, um, like Freddie is doing okay. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that, uh, uh, Dubas gave his, uh, I guess, approval to say that he will be or should be our number one goalie. I don't know. Yeah, he on said opening he night, expects that he, expects he will be. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I was all excited so. about that. And then, um, well, we'll get into this a little bit later. I won't say anything about it. <laughs> about Freddie. Anyways. Yeah. Moving on. Um, yeah. The uh, So I don't know. Did you have any other free agent possibilities or... Mm, no, you not really. Um, no, I, I think know. that we're all pretty focused on um, defense, <laughs> on defense right yeah. now, obviously. Yeah, and uh, you know, in the in free agency, I think that they that that's where they're going to probably get a player that way. Um, I still think that there are also going to be trades. So, you know, I don't know what he is is going to do that way, but I have a feeling that there's going to be some other bodies that are moved out. Um, yeah. Like it's, so it's, that they can bring in somebody else. Yeah. It's like the Janssen. I've heard about Angval. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, he's trying to stay away as much as possible from the four, from the core four. Um, well, yeah. definitely Matthews and Tavares, they're not going anywhere. Like they're just locked no. sort of thing. So it's the other do, two. Uh, but I, I, I highly doubt feel it. Like, I feel like, though, that, you know, we do, we are losing a little bit of our depth at center now. So I do think that he needs to kind of shore up our center depth a little bit. So I don't know if he's going to do that, like which avenue he's going to take to to yeah. meet those needs. But we kind of need to bolster that a little bit. I guess Kerfoot was the other one that um, yeah that could go. I, that's why I don't think that they'll trade him because because that would just situation. really leave a huge yeah. hole. Because we've screwed so. her. I won't go. I won't say the other player's name. Because <laughs> Sylvia will punch me in the face with right through this camera that I'm looking at her if I mention it. Anyways. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So that's all we got for the free agency. I mean, it's so, a couple of days yeah. away. And um, so let's get on to some podcast news then. So 
We obviously are, I've just mentioned that we are embarking on season two now of Ladies Talking Leaf. So thank you so much for our listeners to, you know, making our first season so successful. But be, with that, though, like we have some improvements to announce with our podcast and some things that you're going to see going forward. So um Basically, for now, we're still going to be following our same schedule of publishing once a month um, on the first Wednesday of the month. But once the season actually starts, uh, which I guess they are looking at uh, January 1st now, yeah, um, we're looking to move to uh, in- increasing our frequency to twice a month. So every two weeks, you can expect to hear from us. And the other thing is, is we are working on a new website uh, so that we can kind of start offering even more content uh, for you guys as well. And uh, I I don't even think I mentioned this to Christine, but I'm thinking that we can probably <laughs> launch that on January 1st in line with um, the league season start. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's a, well... That's why it's only us two, basically, as Sylvia is saying. So, so we're, when we create these things and put these new announcements, uh, like it's only between the two of us that 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 need to know. We're just a two woman machine here. But uh, yeah, and then the third mm-hmm. thing, which kind of like goes in line with it, is that we've had some people have asked us to uh, if there's a way to support us in our efforts for producing the show um, because. Like I, I've had comments before where like people have come up to me saying, oh, it's they love the passion that we have with for the Leafs. And uh, like, can we give you ten dollars or two dollars <laughs> or whatever sort of thing, right, <laughs> to to help you with the show? Because it's great. And um, so we've decided to join a program. It's called uh, it's the website is called Kofi Co- or coffee. I think it's coffee dot com. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so. So basically, that's K O dash F I. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, but when they when you donate, it actually shows a little coffee cup. So it's kind of yeah, like I know. It's, cute. it's cute. So it's kind of like you're buying us a coffee, coffee, coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. some of you may have heard of it. Anyways, it's similar to a social media site in that you can follow us too, uh, and we'll have posts on it. Um, and yeah, you can donate whatever you want. There's no. Uh, um, there's no bottom line. Um, but yeah, we're going to have more information on on this on our social media in the coming days. Uh, we're just getting some stuff finalized on it. So um, yeah, so we're always looking and we're always looking for updates from our uh, listeners to make the past podcast better for you. And um, yeah, there's lots and there's going to be lots more to look forward to too. We have other we have a couple other plans in the works, but we don't want to mention those until we actually get them more finalized but mm-hmm. uh yeah it's exciting we uh i'm ex- i'm excited about it and um but it it does take it does take a lot of work as we know that uh <laughs> it's about 10 30 now after the draft and mm-hmm. <laughs> sylvia's leaning on her hand and looks like she's gonna fall asleep maybe <laughs> but <laughs> no i'm not gonna fall asleep i'm no. far too excited to fall asleep <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah so Anyways, we want to actually give a shout out to to our um, international listeners, and this is the part where Freddie comes in. So, yeah, so we actually have some new first time listeners um, from Mexico City, 
in the UK and also in Denmark. So we're wondering if this is Freddie maybe listening to us or or maybe the king who we know is a fan of Freddie's. But we just want to welcome uh, these listeners to the fold. And thank you so much for for tuning into us. Um, as always, uh, we want to say, you know, keep listening and send us your feedback. Uh, you can follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, our Facebook page, all at LTL1917. Or definitely even if you want to give us a shout out or have a question or or some feedback you want to give us directly, you can always uh, find us at ladiestalkingleafs at gmail.com. That's our email. And uh, that's all we have for today. We are going to be talking to you again in November and obviously keeping a look out on, um, on this free agent frenzy. And you never know if something really exciting happens, you may hear from us sooner. <laughs> yeah. But um, until then, until we'll talk to you later. Yeah. Bye. Stay safe and, and happy Thanksgiving. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.